read Psalm 63 together. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. Well, we continue this morning talking about uh, the vision of our church. Last week we were talking about us seeing people encountering Jesus. And today we want to talk about people pursuing Jesus. Because it's beautiful to see people come into faith, but it's also beautiful to see people with hearts that hold dear to Jesus. Finding their identity, their joy and their hope in Jesus. It's a beautiful vision when you think about it, people seeking after Jesus, people pursuing him. I know that that is why so many people undertake Christian ministry, why there's pastors out there. One, because God has called us to that. But deep down, we want to see people growing in their desires for Jesus, growing in that pursuing after him. I know that's what I long for in our community, to see so many of us seeking and pursuing Jesus. It's a beautiful vision. It's something that we should all desire to see in one another. And as we've been saying, today is Mother's Day, uh, a beautiful day. And a mum has heart for her children. We all know that. A mum wants good things for her children. And what is a Christian mum's heart? What do you think a Christian mum wants most in life? What do you think? I could ask some of the Glow guys. Is there anyone from Glow here this morning? What do you think your mum would want you, Eloise, or Eloise? Either of you two, next to each other. What do you think your mum would want you to, you to, to know? <laughs> Obedience. <laughs> Shell, what would you say? For your children. Yeah. So there is a mother's heart, and it's for their children not to have billions of dollars in their bank account. It's not for them to have a beautiful big house, five-bedroom house with a Ferrari out the front. That's not what the mum wants for their children. But they want to know the love. Yep. And, and for the Christian mum... There's that heart, as we've been sharing as well, that they will, they will say yes to the, to, to the Christian way, yes to, to the Lord Jesus and, and grow in that. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that, that it's not all about worldly things, that, that there is a love that people have for us and they want us to grow in what really matters, not just to listen to this world out there that wants us to be successful and to get more things, not to compromise. That's a, that's a, I'm sure that's a, a concern that Christian parents have, that their children will compromise in terms of matters of faith and choose worldly things and start to drift away. Drift away from that relationship with each other and then drift away from a relationship with God. And so, 
we know a little bit about training. If we're talking about pursuing Jesus, maybe we can draw some analogies to getting fit, getting physically fit, running up those stairs. There are benefits to being fit. We know that. It's, it's good for our bodies to be fit, but it requires hard work. It requires persistence, setting goals and trying to achieve them, routine, hard work, all that stuff. It requires a dedication to the task. But of course it is good. Probably matches up with a diet that requires some, uh, some attention as well. And so we can see straight away an analogy that people train hard physically. But what about in pursuing the things of Jesus? Spiritual growth. How good are we at seeking God? We know that it is good to read the Bible. We know that it is good to pray. We know that it's good to, to have Christian worship that we're listening to and let's sink into our hearts. It's good to journal and write things down in our thoughts with God. It's good to open up Christian resources, Christian books. It's good to go for walks and look out on creation and to thank God. We know that it is good. And Psalm 63 that we just read, there was this beautiful picture of King David honoring God growing in his relationship with God, thanking him, seeking him. He knew that was so special. And of course, it's not only individually that we seek God, but we meet together. There are other things that are good. We, we worship together. That's why we gather this morning. We have small groups, our prayer meetings, other things where we're seeking to grow closer to God. And it is good to do that. And we might say, well, it's hard to measure success. How do we actually measure success in spiritual growth? Can we put a number next to it? Well, probably not. But inwardly, we know. I think we know deep down when we have grown in our faith. We know when we are closer to God. We know when we are doing what God wants us to undertake. Rather than there feeling a little bit of a, a nugging emptiness or a pulling away. All of a sudden, we know that we are in the place that God wants us to be. And it is good. And so, I want to encourage us to just like someone has physical exercise and gets fit, may we have a routine and persistence in the things of spiritual growth. To actually put our hand to these things and to, to get alone with God. To open up His Word and to, to learn from it. To let it impact our hearts. To pray and to, to do the things that we know are going to lead us closer to the Lord. And God is clear in His Word that we should do it. He wants that so much. He desires that we come near to Him. James 4, 7-8 Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We know that God wants us to come near to Him. He wants us to turn away from things that are not right. To wash our hands, that's to, to be cleansed of our sin. He wants us to get our thoughts right by finding His healing for our thoughts. And as we do that, instead, we seek after our God. We come near to Him. And the beautiful picture is that as we come near to God, He comes near to us. 
As we come near to God, He comes near to us. We seek God and He is there for us. God rewards those who seek Him. God wants us to come near and He wants to bless us, but He also wants us to take that first step in approaching Him. In Acts 17, Paul had this gathering where he was speaking to all these people in Athens who wanted to know questions about life and he was speaking to them about God's. And he gives us these words in verse 27, God did this, that is created us and gave us our breath and our very being. God did this so that they, that is all people including us, would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not far from any of us. This picture is for all people to recognize God and to reach out and to seek him. That's why we were made, to seek after and reach for our gods. And so in 2019, we live in an age where there is so much technology. There has never been a time where there is so much noise in our lives. Just think about all the streaming services you have at our hands. You can stream pretty much anything to your house. Anything that's good, bad, evil, indifferent, whatever. It is just there is so much stuff that we can get in our lives. We can probably even stream it to our phones right now if we wanted to. Anywhere we go, there is so much entertainment to be had. So much stuff that is in our lives. And so I'm reminding us, I want to remind us this morning that if we're going to pursue God, we need to be deliberate. We need to switch off some of this technology. We need to move away from it and be deliberate about pursuing Jesus. To be, as it says there, being deliberate, done consciously and intentionally. If we just get caught up in in what everyone else is doing, if we just get caught up in streaming and, and doing all the worldly stuff, we won't be pursuing Jesus in that. It needs to be a choice. And we need to be focused. It is something that we need to be wholehearted about in our current day. We need to be willing and also we need to be willing to let go of things. We all have earthly desires. We all have things of this world that we want after. But there are times when we need to say no to those and to be deliberate about getting our focus where it matters onto God. And when we seek God, when we look to Him, it's always a good thing. I remember meeting with Grant probably about 18 months ago. And Grant, we were sitting down and he was saying, I'm never disappointed when I stop, open up the Word of God and read it. He's never said, I've never been disappointed that I actually stopped and sought after God. I thought that's a really (laughs) good thing to share. I, I connect with that completely. I never say... I've never met anyone that said, oh, look, I've, I've read the Bible for the last three days and I've just had too much. I've just been too focused on the Word of God. I've just been too focused. on It just doesn't happen. If someone is that dedicated to the Lord, they've been blessed and they're probably full of life and they've been encouraged by what, what they've led, what they've read and what, what God led them in. It's never disappointing to seek the Lord. It's a good thing. So may we be deliberate in doing that. And so we might say, well, who's actually going to be a good role model in doing that? Who's going to be a good role model for us in seeking the Lord? What do you think? Think, Look around. Do you think we're good role models to one another? 
What do you think? Look at your neighbors. Are they a good role model for seeking gods? What do you think? What do, you, do you think they're a good role model? Maybe? Sometimes? I hope sometimes at least they're a good role model. Yeah? Yep. But probably not perfect. And we probably wouldn't put up a hand and say that I'm perfectly seeking God because that, of course, is prideful. <laughs> well, maybe you could tell your neighbor. Give your neighbor a score out of 1 to 10 at how you think you're going at, at, at uh, seeking God. Either, either neighbor, tell them how good you're going at seeking God at the moment. Let's be honest. What do you think? I'm sure there's room. Oh, did it, was there any tens in the room? No, no tens? No tens. There's room for us to grow. But we know, of course, we know, of course, that we have a role model who was 10 out of 10. And that, of course, is our Lord Jesus, the perfect role model. And so rather than comparing ourselves with our neighbors, which is never a healthy habit because we're all different and gifted in different ways, instead we should look to the perfect role model in Jesus. If we call him our Lord and our God's, if we've put him in his rightful place, then we see the one who is perfect at seeking his Father. Have a look at what Mark 10.45 says. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus was all in to what he was sending his heart to, to serving his Father. He was living a life that was completely about serving his Father, that was about loving others. Jesus came to serve and we know that that took him all the way to the cross. That's a beautiful picture about where his heart was at, about how devoted he was. And that is a challenge for us. If we're going to copy his way to be all in, to challenge our priorities, this means, of course, that we need to say no to things and no to people and at times no to all sorts of activities. Because when we say no to activities... It's freeing up time so that we can say yes to God. We can't do everything. And if God wants us to seek Him, there are times when we have to say no to good activities so that we can honor God. In John 6, 38, Jesus said these words, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of Him who sent me. Jesus put aside so much, Jesus gave the glory of heaven. Jesus pushed aside the fleshly desires. He gave it all away so that he could come and do his Father's will. He was finding pleasure in God and God's ways. He was finding pleasure as God's Son in God the Father's way. He was doing God's will. And may this beautiful picture of Jesus, may it motivate us Motivate us to have simplified lives, to turn off some of those distractions and to lead us to actually seek God, to do God's will, 
As we were saying last week, may the example of Jesus lead us to others who need his love. May it motivate us to seek the Lord. And of course, we know in all of this, in Jesus giving up all his desires and all his wants, there were clearly times when Jesus sought after God, his Father, in the most significant ways. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. One of those days, Jesus went out to the mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying to God. What a beautiful picture we see here. Jesus desired to be close to his Father. And so what did he do? He withdrew. He went to a mountainside where he was on his own and he sought God. He prayed and he prayed. He sought God all night. If you know this story, it leads him to then going and choosing the 12 disciples. He knew God's will there. He was aware of that. But his heart's desire was not about finding out information. It was just about being near to God. And may that be our desire, that we copy Jesus and our desire to get away from things and people and everything at times so that we can stop and truly seek after God and be near to Him. I think it's fair to say that we hear very little about spiritual retreats these days. We hear less stories of people getting alone and seeking the Lord. And I would love to hear more stories of people getting alone and seeking the Lord. I wonder whether you've ever done this. Do you think you've ever gone alone somewhere and prayed for a whole night? I've heard of people giving up farmers, giving up work for the whole night to sow or to to harvest. I've heard of university students pulling an all-nighter to to get an assignment done. I've heard of people doing this for work. But what about in seeking God? Occasionally, I think, occasionally I have. Sometimes it's not very common that we would so desire God's presence that we would desire that more than sleep. I've been encouraged recently where some people have taken up the challenge to do fasting because here people are choosing rather than eating, they're wanting to give that up to seek God. There are so many ways that we can give up on earthly things so that we can say yes to God, knowing that that is the best place for us to be, seeking God. And so in a way, this is a bold vision for our church to see us growing in pursuing God. But what a beautiful outcome. If all of us are wholeheartedly, with our whole heart seeking God, it will be beautiful. Just picture that, our whole church seeking the Lord genuinely with our hearts. We will so much be growing in love and service of each other. We'll be stepping in God's will. It'll be a beautiful thing to see. And for it's each of us to take action on. Each of us to grow on. And of course, we know that Jesus commanded it. Not only did he live it out, but he told us to do it. Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Or all these things will be given to you, some translations. Let's do it. Let's seek God. Let's make it a priority. Let's be encouraged to put down some things of this world and to say yes to God. Turn the TV off. Turn the computer off. Turn the phone off. Turn any form of technology off and seek God. Imagine how different our weeks would be if we spent as much time we spent the last week in technology in seeking God. 
I think we would be a different church if we did that. And so, the whole point is us as a church pursuing Jesus. I think it's a beautiful vision. It's what God wants most of us. It's so different to the world around us. And yet it is exactly the most meaningful thing for us to do. The most purposeful thing we can do is pursue our Lord Jesus. Us pursuing him. And wouldn't it be beautiful if it was so clear in our culture that if someone did come to faith and join in, that they saw us being people that were pursuing Jesus, that they wanted to join in that as well. They realized that that was something beautiful. We were being role models. That would be beautiful. That is life to the full that Jesus talked about. Let's pray. Our Lord God, we thank you so much that you have given us all that we need, all that we need in Jesus. And Lord, as we cast our minds to Jesus this morning as his perfect example, help us to have hearts that pursue after you, to get stuck into your word, to, Lord, seek you in prayer, to sing your praises, Lord, to to honor you. Lord, help our church to grow spiritually, to grow in our relationship with you. And we ask your help in putting aside distractions, in putting aside the things, Lord, that, that aren't honoring to you. We ask this blessing now in Jesus' name. Amen.